0: amen well we're in our third installment of the sermon series god is good god is good and tonight we're going to talk about your righteousness you are righteous you are righteous well if you have your bibles turn to 2nd corinthians chapter 5 2nd corinthians chapter 5 we'll begin reading at verse 22 and it says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, we, we, we see this. God made him who is him, Jesus Christ, to be sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. So in other words, he took our sin and gave us his righteousness, amen? Now, I'm going to uh, say this in a different way and perhaps coming from a different perspective, all right? Same thing, but in a different perspective. Let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28, we'll begin reading at verse 1, and it says, Now it will be, if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I am commanded you today. Then the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Then after that, it talks about all the blessings, such as you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in your going out, blessing in your coming in. Uh, You'll be a lender, not a borrower. All the blessings, the blessing sides of the commandments. The word says, if you you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and carefully keep those commandments, you'll have all of that. You have a responsibility. But I want you to look at Romans chapter eight. Let's go to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8, we'll begin reading at verse 3, and it reads For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. In other words, he came as sin and condemned, Jesus condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirements of the law may be fulfilled in us. What are those righteous requirements? If we diligently obey his voice, hear his voice, obey his voice, and keep his commandments. That was the condition. Then the word of God says, all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. But what this says right here, Jesus Christ has fulfilled, because what he's done, the righteous requirements is now fulfilled in us. In other words, he's already done it. He's already done it. Furthermore, in Galatians 3 and 13, it says that he, Christ, has redeemed us from the curse of, of the law, so we are, we're afforded all of the blessings, and none of the cursing. Isn't that good news? I told you, God is a good God. Our heavenly Father fixed this thing so it's not our 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 righteousness not based on our behavior. It's based once again on what Jesus has done. So listen, what does that mean? If 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 I come short somewhere, I can boldly come before the throne of grace and ask for help in a time of need. He will help me. I am the righteous and he has made me righteous, not based on my behavior, once again, based on what Jesus has done. That's good news. And because of what Jesus has done, once again, he's afforded me the opportunity for the blessings to overcome, to come and overcome and overtake me, I should say. That's good news. So, you may be thinking, well, brother pastor, does that mean I can sit around and do nothing and these blessings overtake me? Now, what I said was our righteousness is not based on our behavior. In other words, I don't have to say, OK, God, I better fast I gotta pray because I'm afraid that you're going to be mad at me. Or if I don't fast and pray, I may not get my blessing. No, 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 no. The Lord has made a way already. The righteous requirements has been fulfilled in us. He's taken care of that. Once again, our righteousness is not based on what we do. It's not based on our behavior. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, all is well. So it's based on our behavior. So let's get back to the question. Can I sit around and do nothing and allow the blessings to overtake me? Well, you can't quite do that. Because there's another spiritual law in place. The Word of God says that He will bless the works of your hand. In other words, you have to do something that's legal. You have to do something so God can bless it. That's a principle. We must do something. These are laws that govern the kingdom. You must put your hands towards something so he can bless you, all right? So you may be saying, well, uh, brother pastor, now listen, I have a full-time job and I'm barely making ends meet. I'm, I'm making ends meet, but I don't have everything that I desire or I want. Well, I'm glad you asked the question. So then if you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you've been in this situation for a while, then I encourage you, to ask god you need to say god what is my purpose what am i supposed to do tell me what to do now you ask him sincere with a sincere heart then god will reveal himself now he may not reveal it to you right away but he'll reveal it to you because the point is you may not be on the assignment that god has for you now once you pray that prayer at that point you'll be in preparation stage at that point, if you mean it with a sincere heart, you mean to really do it and whatever God asks you to do, he will begin preparing you, putting on that role of preparation for you to uh, uh, be in the place or have the assignment that God has for you. Remember, there's no such thing as being on God's assignment without him preparing you first. You must prepare. Now, you may be saying, now, why do I have to? Why do I have to ha- be on the assignment? Why can I do what I want to do? Well, god has a plan for every last one of us in fact let me just say this you remember adam and eve although they were in the garden of eden they didn't have to want for anything they still had an assignment see god is always assignment minded he's assignment minded can i share something with you do you know jesus in heaven but you know jesus has an assignment yes jesus christ himself has an assignment. The word of God says he's the high priest of our profession or our confession. In other words, he's responsible for whatever we ask for in faith, making sure that that comes to pass. He's also the high priest over our tithes. So when we tithe our tithe, when we give it to Jesus, he is the high priest over our tithes. He's responsible for that. Yes, he has an assignment. You know, um, I believe with all my heart that when we get to heaven um, yes it's going to be a day of rejoicing we're going to have fun we're going to kick it we're going to have our mansions everything like that but I still believe in my heart we're going to have some type of assignment i don't know it may be teaching people you know there's a great big universe out there all i be- i believe in my heart that we will be assigned we'll have some type of assignment because once again god is very assignment minded so what's the point here you can be on your assignment, what you want to do, but when you really want to experience the blessings or these blessings that we stated that we talked about, they overcome, they overtake you when you're, when you're doing what God wants you to do. In fact, the scripture says, you remember the Lord's prayer, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we do what God has called us to do, the assignment that God has given us, we are bringing the will of the kingdom or God's will in heaven, we're bringing it here on the earth. And don't you know you will have all of God's vast resources to help you fulfill that assignment. That's when the blessings will begin to come and overtake you because you're about the father's business. Remember the parable we talked about in, in the previous lessons about the prodigal son Now, both sons, the word of God says that he divided his inheritance or his estate between the two. But they both had assignments. So God, once again, is very assignment minded. So if you want those blessings of the Lord to overtake you, you must ask God to reveal his assignment. Now, I don't care if you're 70 years old. As long as you have breath in your body, it's not too late. Oh, brother pastor, it's too late for me. No, it's not. God can use you some way, some shape, form, and fashion. Ask him for it. Ask him to reveal what am I supposed to do. He'll reveal it to you. Now, once again, he may not do it right away, but once you ask God that in a, with a sincere heart, you're, you're enrolled, that enrolls you in God's training program for whatever the assignment that, you, that he has for you. Now, hello. I hope that you're enjoying this lesson. And if you are enjoying today's Bible lesson, consider partnering with us. I have a mandate from God to teach God's people how to prosper his way. You may ask the question, how do I prosper his way? Well, I'm glad you asked. You prosper his way by number one, getting the plan from God. You see, God is the only one who can give you the plan. Number two, implement the plan. And while you're implementing the plan, walk with integrity. The word of God says it this way, Matthew 6, 33 seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness or his way of doing things all these things will be added unto you so let's recap get the plan from god implement the plan and walk with integrity now let's get back to today's bible lesson thank you he has for you now uh i'm gonna tell you a little bit about my own story and i've talked about this before but it bears i'm going to do it again um, I remember in 2005 now, that's when uh, I remember we, we uh, helped this brother uh, to start this church in January of 2005. And I thought that by the summer, I'll be my, on my way somewhere being a college band director. And at that point, I'd finished all my coursework. I completed my comprehensive exams. Only thing I need to do at that point was to write the dissertation. And I'll never forget in the summer of 2005, that's when God revealed to me That it was not his will for me to be a college band director. Now, I had the choice. That was my will. I didn't have to do it, but God revealed to me that was not his perfect plan for me. So I said, God, okay, not my will, but thy will be done. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Well, he didn't tell me right away, but he began to show me. He began to show me. In the form of dreams. I had dream after dream about me becoming a pastor. Now, once again, this is summer of 2005. Now, my heart, I had a burning desire, a yearning to seek God's face. So I got no word more. Now, I still had no idea I'd be pastoring. I mean, those dreams I was having, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. And so, uh, but I had as such, once again, a heart desire to seek God's face. And I think it's so funny, uh, toward the end of that year, uh, we had a nice praise team, but for whatever reason, the praise team, they all left. And the pastor asked me, said, uh, Sam, uh, listen, man, I need you to be over this praise team and develop this praise team. Now you have to understand before that time, When people ask me, hey, man, you think you're going to be my minister of music one day? I was like, no, I'm not going to be anyone's minister of music. And I said that so many times, you know, that's just not my thing. I just want to play that saxophone and go sit on, sit down or go home. But anyway, because I was seeking God's face when the pastor asked me to do it, I said yes. Now, when I said yes, I want you to get this point. I said yes to God. Remember, I'm in preparation stage. Now, at that point, I still didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew in my heart I was supposed to say yes. So, I, I, so uh, I, I said yes. And once again, when I said yes to the pastor, I was really saying yes to God. See, it was between God and I. But I want you to notice something. I said yes to God by saying yes to the man of God. There's no such thing as you serving God without serving man. I want you to hear me again. There's no such thing as you can serve God, but you can't serve man. If you think that way, you are sadly mistaken and you're deceived. To serve God means you serve others, and you serve who those who God had placed above you to help you, so you can be a blessing to them. So I said yes, and so uh, when uh, basically when the dust settled with the praise team, I had three young ladies, somebody singing soprano, alto and tenor, one on a part. And then it was myself. Furthermore, he said, OK, now, Sam, when you minister I, or when you I don't want you just sing a, uh, uh, the song. said, I want you to minister or I want you to engage the people. I said, oh, Lord. So that caused me to every song that we sung that I taught them. I had to get in the word to see what word supported the song. So I was getting in the word. Furthermore, um, I remember there was a young lady who went to the pastor and she said, well, you know, I play some piano. I used to play. I, I can't remember if it was a Baptist or Methodist church, but it's been a long time. But she had some some skills with the piano. It had been a long time. So the pastor said, yes, you come. And he talked to me about it. I said, Yes, we love to have her. Because once again, this is a new church It's only been in existence of about a year. And then it was this brother who was learning, who was trying to learn how to play the bass. He came along. Then this guy came who could play the drums. Well, what was God doing? He was giving us our church band. Now, granted, they were not very skilled in their playing, but it's okay. I'm a trained band director. That's what I do. I train musicians. So I had to train the the, the musicians. Now, they did have some skills. Now, they weren't starting over from scratch, okay? And, uh, And then I had to teach the choir. And so what was happening? As I gave God my natural talents, remember, we're preparing to be on his assignment. And by the way, when you're in preparation to do the awesome thing that God has called you to do, in preparation, you're on his assignment then. So once again, as I was giving God my natural talents, God was anointing me, he was anointing me, I'm sorry, for service. He began to teach me how to flow in the Spirit of God, as I minister to the people. And because of the word I was studying that was based on the Son, the word would flow, and, and He was able, He blessed me to be able to once again to move by the Spirit and even encourage the audience. Now, not only that, uh, even in my, in my job, the Holy Spirit began to teach me. Now, He did, now he did it two ways. One, He sent me a mentor that was an expert in the thing that I did and being a band director, this guy was awesome. So we sent this this older gentleman, he was retired, to help me, to help me train. So he he sent a natural source. And then the Holy Spirit, because I would ask him for help, he would talk to me while I was in my band rehearsal. He may say things like, okay, stop the band and fix this problem. Okay, ignore that problem. It's going to fix, and musically, it's going to fix itself. Okay, listen, you need to address that issue right there because that's behavior. You need to address it now. Then he would say, well, listen, ignore that behavior because that's just a distraction. He was teaching me how to teach, how to control. He was teaching me all these different aspects while I was conducting the band. Listen, when you make God a priority, he will get involved with all of your personal business. God will do that for you. So, uh, I was the, the minister of music for the, at my church for about three and a half years and then towards the end of that time I think it was quite interesting towards the end of that time the gift of uh, the revelation uh, of the gift of knowledge God began to use me and 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 it would be nothing deep but like for instance, someone would be in the audience while I was uh, on the praise team uh, God would say uh, that young man right there that I visit he plays the organ the pastor would call me and say, you know, so-so that you know so-and-so, that guy that came with brother or sister so-and-so. I say, Yeah. I said, I know he plays the organ. How'd you know? I said, no, The Holy Spirit told me. And then on my my, my 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 job at school, he'll say, you know, just random information. Hey, you know uh, this this uh, so-and-so student that graduated, yeah, that played trumpet. Yes, God. He plays a tuba now. And then sure enough, a week or two, somebody would call me and say, hey, man, Mr. so, so." the point is this gift, this word of knowledge would just come on me. Now, once again, we're still in preparation. During that time while I was over the praise team is when I accepted my calling to preach. And so the anointing really came on me. Now, once again, we're talking about preparing. I'm on God's assignment. OK. And so uh, towards the end of that thing, my tenure as a, a, a um, as as, as uh, being over the praise team, um, once again, God began to use me uh, in the gift of, of basically giving me the word of knowledge. Now, that ended, and after that, God elevated me in the church to be over all of the ministry. So, as another young man that was over the business side, and I was responsible all for for the ministries, including the praise team and so uh what was happening god is preparing me now i'm dealing with more personal issues dealing with this and this and and god is teaching me how to behave how to how to instruct how to deal with the people and that went on for about a year and a half it's two years and then i was elevated to assistant pastor and uh that i was in that position for about five years now once again we're talking about the assignment and we're talking about the righteousness of god he's made us righteous now during that, that, that part of the assignment, uh, me being assistant pastor, this is how I viewed being assistant pastor. I am here to assist the pastor. What does that mean? I didn't have an agenda. My job was to assist whatever the pastor needed. I did what he said, how he said do it. Even in his absence, this is the way our pastor did, or this is the spirit of the pastor. He, sh- he wants to do, it. he does things this way, and that's how we conducted service. You all I said all that to say this. When you want the blessings of the Lord to flow, to overtake you, you must be on the assignment that God has given you. You must be on the assignment that God has given you. Now, from 2005 till 2015, when God called me to pastor, that was 10 years of preparation. I don't know how long your preparation period is, and I'll be honest with you, That's none of your business. You just obey and follow God and God will direct your path in every step. Now, I want to reiterate some things. You are righteous because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done through him. We are the righteous of God through him. We are made righteous. And because he's made us righteous, we read in the scriptures the requirements of the law is fulfilled in us because of, once again, because of what Jesus has done. So we get none of the cursing, but all of the blessings are afforded us. We have the opportunity to receive them. It's not based on our behavior. So even if you did something crazy last night, or you cuss somebody out, guess what? According to the scripture, you're still righteous. You are the righteousness of God, and no one can take that away from you. But if we want, once again, because of that, the blessings of the Lord have been afforded us, or we have the opportunity to receive them. So we said to do that, we must, the word of God says, uh, he will bless the works of your hand. That is a spiritual law, a principle. So therefore, i have to find my, my hands doing something and you know god will bless that but if you want the full measure of the blessings you need to be on the assignment that god has given you the how do you get the, that assignment ask the lord jesus christ lord what did you call me to do with a sincere heart and with a sincere heart wanting to do what god tells you to do Once you do that, you are enrolled. That enrolls you in God's training program for the ultimate assignment that he'll have for you to do. And once again, if you do that, you're on your assignment. You're on your assignment. And if you continue in the preparation stage, one day you will get on that assignment. Now, let me say this. There's something there's another aspect about God you need to know. God has called you to do the impossible. When you're on your God-given assignment, you will be called to do the impossible. In other words, something that's beyond yourself. I'm reminded of David. Before David was known, David was doing the impossible. What do you mean? Well, can you kill a lion, a bear, and a 10-foot giant? The answer is no. But because David was on his assignment before he was known, he did the impossible. What am I telling you? One of the marks that God is with you, you'll begin to do the impossible. The impossible. That's one of the trademarks to know that God is with you. Even before you become known. In fact, let me say this, even during your training program, remember, Uh, when David killed the bear and the lion and Goliath, this is before he was known. Now he got known when he killed Goliath. That's when he became famous, if you will. But he was still in God's training program. Now, in your training program, God's going to call you to do some impossible things. He's going to call you to do the impossible. Um, I'm going to share just a little bit Uh, If you know anything about the high school that I attend, that I'm sorry, that I taught at is amazing. And I was thinking about it, that nobody wanted that job, that no one wanted that job. In fact, that job before I got there, the last person that was there, he was a biology, a biology teacher who happened to have a certification in music. No one wanted that job. And they found out there was no budget. And that's the very place that God called me to be. And God blessed me on that job. I give all glory to God. And so they had a strong marching band, concert band, and jazz band. In fact, concert band, division one ratings for the last six years I was there. And uh, and the great thing about it is that program is still a very strong program even to this day. No one wanted that job. But God, through the grace of God, he blessed that program. Why? Because I was led by the Spirit of God, and I lend my talents to Him. I said yes to the call of God. I understand, Lord, you don't want me to be a college band director. It's okay, but guess what? It wasn't time for me just to quit being a band director. No, no, I continued in the things of God till He called me off that job. The point is, God was working with me. Another thing, point I want you to, remind, to to remind you of is this, the mentor. God sent someone in the natural to help me. And then he also had the voice of the Holy Spirit that would lead me, guide me in the daily rehearsals. God wants you to do the impossible. But why is all this afforded to you? Because one, you're the righteous of God. Number two, God is blessing the work of your hand. And if you really want those blessings, do the assignment that God has called you to do. Once you ask God, what you're supposed to do, you're automatically enrolled in God's training program for the assignment that he will eventually reveal to you. God will then call you to do the impossible. But listen, before you even become famous, God is going to call you to do some impossible things. That's one of the trademarks of God. Amen. Listen, you are righteous and God has called you to do great works. Amen. man, give God a hand clap of praise.